Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. First time, thank you for worshiping with us. Welcome to the Gap Church, where this is the home of the set ones, and we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And so, um, my name is David Oladara Patusin. Whether you're watching us online or in person, hello. I'm the lead pastor here of the Gap Church. Um, it's an awesome privilege. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's an awesome privilege to be able to just... Um, uh, be in this house. Um, this is an amazing house, uh, and it's amazing because of the God we serve. Amen? It's n- it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with God, and so um, I don't want to waste any more sh- any much time because here's the thing. Um, I don't want to waste my time. The time that just happened was not wasted. Amen? That was all God, and so um, let's just jump right in, and, and today we're going to be um, finishing up our series on culture. Everybody say culture. If you've been with us for the past few weeks, um, we've been talking about culture in many ways. Week one, we focused on um, not letting the flow stop. There was a flow that was started um, from God the Father. And when we see when Jesus Christ came into the world, uh, Jesus Christ carried out that flow. Um, And then from Jesus Christ, it went to his apostles. And then it went to people like Paul, Peter. And then now we are beneficiaries and we have to carry out the flow so we don't stop the flow. Amen. And then last week, we went a little bit more personal. We talked about um, this church, this house's um, uh, vision, and, and we are called to be sense ones. Um, since we started this church in uh, 2019, um, we've had a, a specific scripture, Ezekiel 2230. And to summarize it is that uh, God is saying, for I looked upon the earth for someone who could stand the gap, but I found nobody. And so we talked about what was God looking for and why are we the sent ones. And God looked upon different, different places within the, uh, within the earth. He looked at the politics. He looked within the uh, business people, the prophets, the um, evangelists, and he found nobody suitable to, um, to fill in the gap. And that's why we must be the sent ones, because God is calling us to go forth into different places in the world. And so now we are ending out this series. And, and today's really special because um, um, as we are stepping into a year first, a year of uh, having ministers for the first time, a lead pastor, um, and really trying to make sure that we have an p- amazing culture here, uh, we have a culture code. I know that sounds very like high school, elementary, college vibes, um, but trust me, guys. Uh, I'm sure where you work, you must have policies and culture code that your offices or maybe your school may have. Um, here at UTA, our students are bang, 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 bang. That's a culture code, right? Here at this hospital, here at this engineering firm, our, our uh, employees are bang, 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 bang. And so here at the Gap Church, um, uh, we have culture code. We have some culture code points that they can say, at the Gap, they're a lot like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> um, but with all that being said, with everything I'm going to say, I want you to know this. Everything is going to always stem and come from Jesus Christ. So everything we're going to say is culture code. Everything that we're going to use um, here is going to always come from Jesus Christ. And we're going to um, try and get through this and, and route it to, to, to those places. And so um, what is the importance of culture code? We can, there's no topic for today. This is just, just put like... Uh, Vision, culture, code, gap, church. <laughs> really sporadic. But what's the importance of culture code? Number one, um, it creates an expectation for the people. It creates an expectation for the people. Um, many times, if you want to know what a company is like, if you want to know what to expect, for instance, when you go into Chick-fil-A, there's an expectation for those who work, and there's an expectation for me as, an, uh, as a, someone who's buying food from there that when I come in and I finish placing my order, what will they say? Or my pleasure, right? 
So it's an expectation for us in the house, but also an expectation for people that are going to come and be blessed by what's going to happen um, through you all. So it is an expectation for the people. And I have a scripture here that you guys can read on your own, Exodus 24-7. Exodus 24-7. I wonder if these are, okay, they'll bring it up at some point. Exodus 24-7. The second reason that um, the culture code is important is that it's a reminder for the people. It's a reminder for the people. Many people know the scripture, Habakkuk 2-2, says what? Write the vision down and make it plain on tablets so that those who read it will run. So it's a reminder for people. So whether someone is new, it's their first day at the Gap Church, or maybe um, there's a volunteer or someone who's just chilling like, oh, you know, uh, what, what, should I, what, what happens here? We can remind them, oh, this is what happens. Or maybe there's a volunteer that's like, man, I don't really know. What, what is this thing? Get? Another volunteer can be like, hey, this is, this is, remember, it's this, you know. And number three, um, culture code is important because it reinforces integrity. It reinforces integrity. What is integrity, guys? That's like an elementary school question. <laughs> Integrity is doing the right thing when no one is watching or looking. And so the, 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 the thing is this, a culture called reinforces integrity. When someone is w- working in a hospital and they're one-on-one with a patient and a patient asks them to do something, if they know the culture code, if that goes against the culture code of that hospital, many times the nurse or the doctor will be like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because that goes against the culture of this, of this place. And that may just be one-on-one. So it it reinforces integrity. And so like I was saying, the source of our culture is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Matthew 25, 37 to 46. Matthew 25, 37 to 46. I'll just read a little bit of it um, for you guys. It says, then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Verse 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. What Jesus Christ is saying here, people are going to be condemned in the last days. And he's going to say to them, you know, when you saw me, you rejected me. And people are going to be like, what do you mean I rejected you? When were you ever hungry? When were you ever naked? When did you ask me to clothe you? When did you ask me to come into your house? And he's going to say, that person is a representation of me. And so what he's saying here is that everywhere you go, whoever you meet, what should flow from you is me because you don't know who you're going to meet. But when they see you, it should be a representation of me. And so we don't know if we're going to meet someone who's an angel tomorrow. And they're going to be like, oh, you know. Um, I want to talk to you. Oh, I'm so busy. I got to go. I got to go. We don't know. But when we meet them, when we meet them, out of us should come the culture and the nature of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so let's go through the culture code as quickly as possible. And I'm going to say, uh, the, way, the way it's going to be titled is that we are a house of, and then we're going to go in number order. We are a house of. And so number one, we are a house of honor. Many of us should know this. And we don't just say, we honor you. I honor you, sir. We don't just say that, um, but we truly honor. Why is honor important? Because honor is uh, definitely biblical. Honor starts from God. This woman has done everything that you were supposed to be doing. 
in, in scripture, uh, you can write this down, Luke 7, 44 to 46, Luke 7, 44 to 46, we see a story that Jesus is in the house of Simeon, and, and there's a woman at his feet, kissing his feet and uh, um, washing his feet and, uh, and, and just anointing him. And, and he looks at Simon and says, hey, Simon, since I came into your house, this woman has done everything that you were supposed to be doing. Because it's customary back then that when a guest comes into your house that you wash their feet, you kiss them, you embrace them. But Simeon was so familiar with Jesus Christ that when he came in, he was just talking about, just talking to him. Forgetting the, the customary honor that, was, that Jesus was esteemed to have. And so we must understand that we must not be familiar with each other, but give people the due respect and honor in this house and also outside the four walls. Um, so understand that we must honor one another, honor through the lens of God, and recognize honor. When someone's honor you, don't be like, oh, bro, that's you, that's you, that's you. Just be like, thank you, I appreciate it, you know? That's how you'll be feeling like, oh, no one likes me. Every time they're trying to esteem you and hype you up, you're like, ah, I'm trying to be humble, 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 humble. <laughs> you know, so recognize honor, recognize honor. Thank you, Demi. Um, and of course, honor people outside the four walls. Um, many times, we, most times, we are the Jesus that people see. And so when we respect people and honor people in our workplaces and in our schools and our classes and whatever you're doing, um, they begin to know that there's something different about you. Because normally, when we come to work, we don't say hi to each other. You do your job. I do my job. We clock out. Why are you so nice to me? Why are you respectful? Why are you telling me the truth? And so honor um, doesn't just stop here. It goes outside. Number two. We are a house of service. For, for those who know, they know. Can we shout out the amazing volunteer team here at the Gap Church? Come on. We have an amazing team um, uh, of Gap fillers, as we will say. <laughs> um, and they're amazing. Um, but service is something that Jesus Christ himself displayed. We see this in John 13. Um, let me make sure. John 13, 1 to 5. This is before Jesus would soon be crucified. Just write the scripture down, guys. John 13, 1 to 5, he would soon be crucified, and what he did is that he washed his disciples' feet. Um, another scripture that, that comes to mind is to understand that um, when Jesus says that I did not come, um, I came to serve. I came to serve those. And so we have to understand that service starts from love. Service starts from love. And so we serve each other. Not you, you, may not, you may not love your neighbor that much. Trust me, I understand. It takes time. But service starts from just our love of the Father. Um, that if he can love somebody, if he can love this person, you know what? I'll serve them. At the end of the day, service is not towards anybody else. It's towards him. And so we serve God with our time, our interactions with people, um, our hands, our heart, with what we know. I was saying that there's some things, there's some things that you know that some people may need to know. You giving them that information is a way of you serving them. Um, we serve one another, like I was saying, and we serve the community. In Matthew 15, 32, Jesus looks upon the crowd and he had been with them for three days and he had compassion. Here's the thing, when it comes to serving the community, it doesn't, it doesn't start with an initiative that we wanna be present. It starts with compassion. So it's important that we're always looking out at the community to see, okay, what is happening? And where the compassion is, you will see that there's service that comes from there. Number three, we are a house that is sensitive. We are sensitive. Very sensitive. This is very important. 
um, we're sensitive to, towards what God wants to do. Um, with what he wants to do with you, with what he wants to do in the moment, with what he wants to do in a room, we are sensitive. When you walk into this place, I want you all to be sensitive, very sensitive. Um, not just lackadaisical, but very sensitive of what is God doing in this moment? What is God trying to say to me in this moment? Like, let's be ferocious. Let's not be so passive when we come into the presence of God or any moment we're outside. Let's be sensitive in the world. There's some people that God is trusting that you will spread something to them. But if we're not sensitive, we will miss it. We're also sensitive to those around us, like I was saying. We must be sensitive to those around us because at the end of the day, imagine if someone, your blessing was in someone's hands, but they weren't paying attention to you. So we must be sensitive. It's not necessarily always going to be a blessing. It could just be a word of knowledge. It just could be some level of, of information. It just could be like, how are you doing? When people walk in here, I'm sure the first impressions they always talk about are, see how people look when they walk in. Are they smiling? Do they look sad? We're being sensitive to people because at the end of the day, someone, it could just be a simple, hello, how are you doing? That could change their whole day. It could be you seeing someone sitting alone in the congregation and be like, hey, I don't think anyone's been talking to you. What's up? My name is Ola. What's good? So we're sensitive to each other. Number four, we are a house that is authentic. We are authentic. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Everyone has a light in here if you're a believer. And so let it shine. Everybody say, let it shine. I'm going to let my light shine. I'm going to let my light shine. Everyone has a very unique light. We may carry similar things, but the expression may be different. And so when you come into this house, we are not trying to put you in a cookie cutter box. It's for us to make sure that you are serving God, being who you are called to be, and being as authentic as, person, as possible. If you want to be quiet, be quiet, you know. Of course, say hi, though, if you want to be quiet. If you want to be loud, okay, be, be loud, but, you know, <laughs> with discretion sometimes, you know. Be sensitive, you know. And so um, it's important that we are authentic. We encourage everyone here to be who God has called them to be. We encourage everyone to be who God has called them to be. I'm going to emphasize that. Be true to who God has made you to be and, and understand that uh, very important that don't hide your character flaws underneath your personality, though. So understand, and this will lead to the next thing, number five, that we're a house of empowerment. So don't hide your, we're going to tell you what's a character flaw because that's something that the Holy Spirit needs to work on. That's not your personality, boo-boo. It ain't, mm-mm. That ain't your personality. Please. That's how I am. I'm like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's anger. <laughs> Call it what it is. <laughs> so we're a house of empowerment. Um, this is very important. Luke, 7, Luke 10, 17 to 20. Luke 10, 17 to 20. The 72 are coming back, um, and they've, they've casted out demons in Jesus' name. And, and verse 19, it says, listen, I have given you authority so that you can walk on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Verse 20, but don't be glad because the evil spirits obey you. Rather, be glad because your names are written in heaven. Amen? And so know that we are going to empower you in this house. We push people to know more about God than about us. We want you to know Jesus. That's it. 
And so understand that everything we're going to do is going to be to draw you and empower you to a closer relationship with him. Understand that. We're going to affirm you. If you did a good job, you did a good job. If you did a bad job, you did a bad job. You know, but we'll let you know with seasoned salts. We're going to make sure... <laughs> We're going to make sure that everything we do in this house has a reason behind it. Every time we plan an event specifically, there's always a reason behind it. Everyone has to submit, what is the reason behind this event? Because it must be for, for empowerment. When we do series, what is the reason for this event? It's not just an idea that we want to do. We're looking at literally what does the house need? How can we empower the people in this room? And so everything we're doing is to push you guys closer and closer towards God and, of course, walk within your purpose. Number six, we are a house of freedom. Amen? We are a house of freedom. Understand that, number one, freedom from sin. When you walk into this house, please know, already, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, you are free from sin. And so there is freedom from guilt and shame. Understand that. We are free from any guilt of shame. John 4, 23 to 24, I love the scripture. Jesus with the woman at the, at the well says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Here's the thing. There's freedom in this house fueled by the spirit of God. Understand that because we are now um, inhabitants of God's presence within us, we are now free and we allow the Holy Spirit to, um, to, to move and we are free because of that. And so we allow for God to move freely and we allow, um, according to God's will, it's very important that we say that because there has to be uh, discipline and responsibility. According to God's will, the expression of gifts, fruit, and of course, skill sets. Number seven, we are a house of truth. We tell the truth. Not just the truth that we tell, but also we are all about the truth. In our uh, vision statement, we are filling the gap through freedom and the truth. The truth is the word of God. Come on. John 8, 31 to 32. John 8, 31 to 32 says, Then Jesus said to those who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Here's the thing. If I just come up here and give you my opinion, I don't expect you to change. But here's the thing. When we preach the word of God, preach the truth, that's what changes you. So you cannot have a Christian walk without reading the word of God because that's the truth. For the scripture says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And so here at the Gap Church, we teach the truth, the word of God. We will tell the truth. And I'm being honest, the practical truth. If you've been misbehaving, you've been misbehaving. But we will also listen to the truth. <laughs> Colossians 4, 6, like I was just saying earlier, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to each answer each one. This is something that we will definitely do here. We will not speak out of just speaking. We will make sure that the Holy Spirit leads us when we speak in general. And also we live out the truth. We live out the truth. Two more. Number eight, this is a house of safety. We are a house of? This is very important. Here's the thing. John 6, 38 to 34. John 6, 38 to 34 says this. It says, for I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Understand this. The safest place you can be is be in the will of God. And so when you come here, 
everything we're going to do is push you to be within the will of God. You have to be safe. And so here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you. No minister is going to tell you. No volunteer. Nobody's going to tell you in this place to do something outside the will of God by God's grace. You are safer in his will. Understand that when you come into being a disciple of Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a safe life. For many of us, we know that. I don't want to be his toughest soldier. <laughs> There's a reason people say that. When you come into relationship with Jesus Christ, you may go through valleys of darkness, the shadow of death, but understand because you're with him, you are safe. So safety is not necessarily a feeling, it's a person. And so when you're in this house, understand that there's safety in your process. The way you come in, of course, we know that God will transform you. And so we want to make sure as you're in the will of God, there's safety in that. There's some things that some of you are going to tell us, and we know it's safe information. And we must be true to what God has appointed us to do and making sure that we guide you with his help through that process, that you obviously going within his will. Number two, we want to equip you to be safe. Many people, you are literally riding off of the prayers of your parents. It's okay. You can accept it. But here, we are a praying church. Amen? We are a praying church. And so we will obviously equip you to be safe. What does that mean? Spiritual warfare? Whether it's praying for, you know, and learning and understanding the power of prayer, understanding the word of God and how to apply it, we will equip you to be safe. And so when anything ever comes, when any word or any anxiety or any thought comes upon you or tries to come in your face or tell you anything false, you have what it takes to fight it. Amen? The cross is enough. The blood is enough anyways. And of course, there's safety and leadership. We have been appointed by God. We've been anointed by God to be shepherds and of course to be over you all. And so we are continually praying for every single person. We always have an open door. Um, let us know. And of course, we are under the instruction of God. We have, a we have an amazing board. We are covered all around. And so understand that uh, it's not just the people you see here that's praying for you, but there's many other people that we know that God has aligned for us in this house. And the last one, which is very important for many of us, and we were talking about it, and we always say this a lot, is that we are a house of unity. Whoa. <laughs> we are a house of unity. Unity. So John 17, 20 to 23 says this. Thank you, Will. <laughs> Appreciate you, Will. John 17, 20 to 23 says, I pray not only for them, but also for those who believe in me because of their message. Verse 21, I pray that they may all be one. Father, may they be in us just as you are in me and I am in you. May they be one, so that the world will believe that you sent me. Verse 22, I gave them the same glory you gave me so that they may be one, just as you and I are, and I in them and them in you and me, so that they may be completely one, in order that the world may know that you sent me and you are, that you love them as you love me. Amen. Ooh, that was a lot. So we are supposed to be united in mind, united in spirit, and of course, united in intention. And so we will always fight for unity. Making sure that we're all in one, that we're all on the same page. And so practically, departments, leaders, everyone, over-communicate, please. If there's anything going on with you, over-communicate. 
Let's be unified. Trust me, let us be unified. And so let's bow our heads. What I want you to just pray very quickly is God help me to be a carrier of your culture. Everything we say, of course, stems from Jesus Christ. And so it's important that you are, of course, in his culture and a carrier of his culture. So Lord, help us to be a carrier of your culture. Help us, oh God, to be a carrier of your culture. Help us, Heavenly Father. Help us, Heavenly Father. Help us to be carriers of your culture, oh God. Equip us, Heavenly Father, to carry out the responsibilities that you've given us, Lord. Help us, oh God. And even as we're praying this right now, with all of our eyes closed and our heads bowed as we're praying this, we also want to give anyone an opportunity in this room that, um, who may say, okay, I understand the importance of Christ's culture, and maybe I wasn't here the past few weeks, or I've been here a little bit, but I, I just want to figure out where to start from, and, and, and I need a, a fresh start. We're at the beginning of the year. There's New Year resolutions. You want to do this right this year, and so if that's you, maybe it's your first time you want to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, or you want to renew your relationship with Jesus Christ. We would like to give you that opportunity. And so if you really desire that, I want you to say this prayer. And we're going to all pray this together in unity. And so let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, heads bowed still. If there's anyone in this room or online that said that prayer and truly meant it, I just want you to lift up your hand. If you are in the online, just text saved or put a hand chat in, a hand in the chat, and I just want to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for those that are listening to this in this room or online or maybe that will listen to this later, Heavenly Father, that are gonna come into relationship with you or that are coming into relationship with you right now, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that this is the best decision that they've ever made, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, against any voice of guilt and shame that may try and bring them back, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, that you be with this, with this journey, God. Renew the joy of thy salvation daily, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, begin to show yourself in this secret place, Lord. We also pray for everyone in this room, God, that help us, Lord, to be carriers of your culture, God. In a time, Heavenly Father, God, that everything seems completely different from what you called us to be. Everything is asking us to do things that we know aren't right, Heavenly Father, God. There's so many pressures here and there, God. Heavenly Father, God, help us to stand firm, God. Help us to stand in the gap. Lord, we don't want to fall in the gap. We don't want to limp in the gap, God. Help us to stand strong. And so, Lord, help us to continue to be carriers of your culture, God. God, we say thank you for the opportunity of being sent ones, Lord. The glory belongs to you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So what do we have? We are a house of honor. We are a house of service. We are a house of sensitivity. I think that makes sense. <laughs> we are a house of authenticity. We are a house of M, okay? We are a house of freedom. We are a house of truth. 
We are a house of? Kennedy's like, uh. <laughs> we are a house of unity. <laughs> Can we just make some noise for God? <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.